Amen. Our scripture this morning is found in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 26, reading verses 26 through 29. Hear now the word of the Lord from Matthew's Gospel. While they were eating, Jesus took a loaf of bread, and after blessing it, he broke it. He gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will never again drink of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his word. Let us pray. Father God, as we continue in your presence here in this place, Father, our hearts and our eyes and our hands and our feet are turned toward you. May we realize again the preciousness of the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. And it is in his name that we pray. Amen. You know, Holy Communion has always been one of those things that has held me in awe in my lifetime. I can remember when I was a little girl and we would have communion on Sunday mornings at Hueytown Church and I was always so nervous about going down to the altar and taking communion. And um, I, I don't know if y'all are familiar with this condition, but I used to have a condition called nervous laughter. So when I got nervous, I would tend to laugh at the most inappropriate times, <laughs> usually as I was kneeling at the communion rail. But there was something about coming down there with the body of the church and partaking that holy meal. As I grew older, I became curiously interested in this holy mystery that we get to partake in. And then as I began to mature in my faith, I was and am humbled, humbled at this sacrificial gift that has been given to be to me by my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And it continues to be a, a very special and sacred time every time I get to take Holy Communion. Now, I do know from growing up in the church that on Holy Communion Sunday, for those of us in the Methodist tradition who 
traditionally only experience Holy Communion one Sunday out of the month, that that used to be, and I, I hope I don't recognize it or, or notice that anymore, but it used to be the excuse for people not to come to church. Oh, well, we're just having communion today. I think I'll stay home. Or I have something better to do. And we're just doing communion, so it won't hurt if I miss. Or maybe, for some people, it's nothing more than a ritual that we do at church every first Sunday. Nothing special. It's just a part of the service. John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement, though, considered Holy Communion to be so important and so special that he took Holy Communion every week, but there were certain periods in the, in the Christian year high holy times of the church where he would take Holy Communion each and every day. Each and every day. He believed, and these are his words, that the Lord's Supper is the grand channel whereby the grace of his Spirit was conveyed to the, to the souls of all the children of God. He believed that Holy Communion was the grand channel whereby the grace of his spirit was conveyed to the souls of all of the children of God. So I ask you this morning the question, what are your thoughts on Holy Communion. How do you feel about the Eucharist or the Lord's Supper? Or sometimes I've heard it referred to as the Holy Meal. What is your opinion on Holy Communion? In his book, from his body, his blood, Dr. Ray Vanderlaan writes, in the very first century, when a young Jewish man reaches marrying age and his family selects an appropriate wife for him, the young man and his father would meet the young woman and her father to negotiate the bride price the figurative cost of replacing a daughter. The price was usually very high. With all of the negotiations completed, the custom was for the young man's father to pour up a cup of wine and to hand it to his son. The son would then, in turn, 
turn to the young woman, lift out the cup, hold it up to her saying these words, this cup is a new covenant in my blood which I offer to you. In other words, I love you and I'll give you my life. Will you marry me? The young woman then at that particular point had a choice. She could take the cup, return it to the young man and say no. Or she could answer without saying a word by receiving the cup, taking it to her lips and drinking. It was her way of saying, I accept your offer and I give you my life in response. Now I think it's important to notice in this custom that there are two different parts. There's the invitation and then there's the acceptance of the invitation. See, the groom couldn't just force himself or force the issue. He could only offer his price. And the bride had the choice to accept or reject the offer. Do you kind of get a sense of where this is going? Does it sound vaguely familiar, perhaps? Communion is, in a sense, a reenactment of this covenant between a groom and his bride. When we take the cup, we are accepting the price. Of the groom. Jesus and his sacrifice in blood as payment for the bride, his church. So this morning, as we prepare our hearts to take Holy Communion. I want to issue two invitations this morning. The first invitation is for those who have previously accepted Christ's offer of forgiveness. The forgiveness of their sins and an eternal home in heaven. I invite you to reaffirm your acceptance of the price that Jesus paid. Thank him for paying that price for you. And renew your own commitment to live for him 
in response to his offer. The second invitation is for anyone who has never taken that step of faith, that trusting in Christ to forgive their sins and to give them that home that is in heaven that he gave his life for. And he wants so badly for us to have. Romans 5, 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for sins once and for all. The righteous for the unrighteous. To bring you to God. I want you to know today that that invitation includes you, whoever you are. And then I would invite you to take the elements and to affirm your decision. But when you take those elements this morning, I want you to say silently to Jesus, if you will, I'm accepting your bride price. The price that you paid for me. Save me from the penalty that I deserve for my sins. Forgive me and grant me a home in heaven. But I want to make something very clear here at this point. Taking communion does not give you that forgiveness and that eternal life that you seek. What you are doing through the act of Holy Communion is an outward expression of what's going on in your heart, of what's going on in your heart. And God knows your heart. And that's what he looks at. There is nothing that hurts the heart of a pastor more than to have people in their congregations who do not feel worthy come to the table to accept this free gift. I can remember my very first church appointment. My pianist never came down for Holy Communion. And we had talked about it. She just did not feel worthy. And she really didn't think that God wanted her there. So one month, God impressed upon my heart to do communion a different way. Instead of having the congregation come to the altar rail to receive communion, I took the elements 
to each individual member of the congregation where they sat. That was the one and only time that this precious lady ever took communion. He wants us here. He loves us so much. Reach out to him. He's ready and he's waiting for you. He seeks you out because he does love you so much. And in my way of thinking, if we as individuals and as a body would commit ourselves to being people who are truly aware of what is happening at the Lord's table, those who are truly aware of the sacrifice that Jesus made on our behalf, then we would love each other the way Jesus loves us. And I know that the Sunday school class that met this morning had a little conversation about that. Jesus came to seek and to save those who are lost. If you have accepted Jesus' payment on your behalf, then I beg you, Be a part of who and what God wants to use to bring others to that place of forgiveness and healing. Think upon these things as you prepare your hearts for Holy Communion this morning.